Beginning. Just the beginning. Inside start. Can you hear yourself? I love, no. Yeah, no. I can. Listening to Live to Tape here on the Feral Audio Network with Johnny Pemberton. Live to Tape L Double T. The email is live to tape podcast at gmail.com. You can send in your instrumental music tracks similar to this one right now. Well, now it's not an instrumental anymore. This is a little bit of Mark Gormley from the Uncharted Zone featuring Phil Thomas Cat. We're live right now. Hi, Bert. I love this. This is how I get started. I like it. Thank you, man. I like that you're, you know, it's one of my favorite things anyone's ever said is Duncan Trussell said, uh, if you're not doing something different and challenging yourself every day, then you're not growing as an artist. Right. And he said to me, he was talking about Letterman, which was such an interesting insight because I was like, I was like, Letterman. And then I was like, oh, wait, Letterman has been doing the exact same thing for 40 years. And I feel like I need to challenge myself. Wait, he was saying how Letterman is not growing as an artist? He had not grown. He just had done the exact same thing. But he did throw a lot of shit out the windows, though. You know what I mean? He did throw a lot of, like, a lot of items. Remember that shit when he'd throw, like, like, bowling balls into bathtubs full of pudding? It was was the beginning of what we knew as Tom Green Jackass. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it was. I guess it predated that, didn't it? Yeah. On my podcast, I tried to, um, I thought it would be really interesting to create skits uh-huh. like legit full-blown like written skits written skits with sound effects so it's like remember like adam sandler's first album yeah and i was doing so i was doing those right but i was doing them to promote dates right so i was like trying to make my intros creative i would work for freaking hours on it takes that. a shit long time to do that kind of stuff and they were like dude they suck just stop <laughs> really well maybe that's a reflection of your audience not so much the quality of the skit because i bet they were probably really good but i would have liked them but the, I don't know if you would have liked really? them. Really? Do you have them compiled somewhere? I can find one. Yeah, you I got it. I can find one, yeah. Bring it up. <laughs> I brought my top box with me. I don't know why I did this, but I was just fucking with this last night. So you could, I could combine this with, the, uh, with your intro. You know what this is? Is that the thing from the 70s? <laughs> yeah, it's the thing from the 70s. <laughs> How did Peter Frampton use it? What was he trying to say in it? He was, I think he was trying to say where the lyrics are of that song. Something like, because it's that song called, um, oh, it's, I've heard it a thousand times on Oldies Rock, right? Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I don't think is he playing that with his mouth? Well, that's what it is. His guitar is going through this tube. And then this tube, see, here's how it works. This tube shoots sound. There's a little speaker down there. And so the sound travels to this tube like a reverse vacuum. So can you hear that? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like coming out of the tube. This is just a little little keyboard. Where did you get that at? This thing? Yeah. I got it in the mail from uh, Sweetwater Music. So watch what happens. <laughs> it's kind of it's hard to manipulate it perfectly, like <laughs> like Frampton at least. But 
I have a weird thing about putting stuff in my mouth. You do? Yeah, yeah. Like really? I could, That's weird. I could never, uh, you know, remember uh, Camelbacks? Yeah. Like, as soon as I start putting... This put- is basically a camel, like an audio camelback. Yeah. It yeah. sexualizes things to me. So you don't like, like putting in your mouth? I don't like anything in my mouth. I don't like... I, couldn't blow, I can't blow up a balloon. Are you serious? Yeah. I had a hard time with snorkeling for a long time. Oh, you did. Because the second I put something in my mouth, it just, it just feels like I'm being sexualized or I'm being violated. Like, same thing with scuba diving. I, had, I couldn't go scuba diving with other people's equipment i was uh-huh. like uh-uh no 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 i had to buy my own regulator i can only scuba dive with my regulator what was this this is like fucking a year ago <laughs> oh but so, uh, how come you were so into getting to so into scuba diving though you were like oh no it's for tv okay all right yeah. for the show yeah i can give two shits say, like, about scuba yeah. diving in real life <laughs> i give two shits about everything i do i went to a water park with my kids yesterday and i was like there and i was like if it wasn't that my kids were there and I was getting to spend quality time with my kids, I really I have no interest in getting on a slide. I have no interest in waiting in lines. I have no interest in any of it. Right. Like, I'd much rather be at the beach. But See, I hate the beach. I love the beach. What do you love about the beach? Uh, I don't know. I think I, I think I roll it all into one. I think I like, I like getting drunk. Right. I like getting high. I like the nature. I like being thrown around by Mother Nature. I love that. I love all of it. So you like the waves. Yeah. So you, I, I like the ocean. I like the waves, but the beach part of it is- The like, sand. The sand, the sun, the sun coming down from one direction, <laughs> from the sun itself. Yeah. The sun coming from a second direction called bouncing off the fucking water. Yeah. The sand is hot. There's no shade unless you create it. And if yes. you do create the shade, it's not deep shade. It's not that real, you know, like, like a deep shade so where it's very been brilliant shading. insight because it is, it is just- one element away from being sitting in the desert, which yeah. no one likes. <laughs> well, it's, it's basically isn't. I, didn't, I never even thought about that. It is being in the desert. It's being in the fucking desert. Yeah, if, like if you're not comfortable with its big waves, it is just being at the desert with something to look at. You know the difference between the desert and the beach? What? The, <laughs> I'll tell you. Wait, hold on. Don't tell me the answer yet. Let me guess. It's something I've already said. Here's the hint. Okay. The desert. You have one sun. But the beach, you got that fucking reflector sun. Yeah. So it's worse. Oh, I didn't God. realize that. It's actually worse. Dude, the first it's time I ever went surfing, desert. I realized I was getting burnt under my chin. Yeah, because it bounces. It bounces off. I never saw that come. I got burnt, double burnt. I was like, oh, I don't need sunscreen. I could sit in the ocean for an hour. No. Dude, I got so burnt the first time I ever went surfing. I had, I like, I the next day, because I still wanted to go surfing, right. I had to put, like, stuff over my face. I had to put, like, a hat on. I, I had to look like an old man. What happened to you? So you're like. You were just like. You were super fucked up, huh? I was, I was, we were, like, really high. The sun just started hitting, and I'm like, I don't know, I'm feeling dizzy. <laughs> yeah, it happened the same thing. I just kept feeling this, the sun was just so present. Getting a popping sound. What the hell's peaking? <laughs> I'm turning off that freaking electric box. Yeah, I, I've had an experience, too, where I've been out in the sun, and you feel it, and it's like, it's, it's coming from multiple directions, and it's this thing where... Like, why are you doing that to me? You're coming from off this car. You ever follow a car on the freeway and you change lanes, not because anything other than the car in front of you has a direct line reflection right in your face? No. (laughs) No. No, but I did one time follow. I was taking ways from the beach back to my house. Right. And the car in front of me was doing the same shortcuts I was doing. And I got so used to following him that I ended up following him home. (laughs) How was it? Where do they go? I just in Hollywood. Oh, Hollywood, like right just south of Wilsh- of uh, Melrose. I just pulled up and he pulled into the driveway. It's like, oh, I guess he's not going to my house. <laughs> I was like, hey man, 
seeing if I can find that promo. Can you find it? I'll find it. Do you want me to play some music for you to find it too? Yeah, yeah, some finding play music. Some, yeah, okay. Some what's some good finding music? What what's that pop when we're getting back there? We're getting some popping. See, I don't know if you know this. Bert, Bert Kreischer is the guest, everyone, in case you didn't feel that already. Bert Kreischer, comedian, dad, entrepreneur, swimmer, uh, speedo salesman, uh, life coach, um, chuckle fire. <laughs> 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 that, that's probably one of my pieces of gear, isn't it? Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just turn it down all the way when I'm not using it. That's the problem. It's too hot. Okay. Um, okay, this is going to be some finding music here. Okay. This is a little bit of Leroy. Some scrolling music? Yeah, here we go. And I'm going to turn my headphones up so I can hear myself more because I'm, I'm going... I think I'm actually losing some hearing after all these years of rock, of rockery music. Bert's going to find his son in the now. Find a video, man. Bert! Said the date on here. I love reggae. You do? Do you have to clean the house too? Uh, I, I listen to it all the time. Damn time. I listen if to my, it like, my wife cleans to uh, to redneck music, like old Hank Hank, Hank Junior Senior. I love Hank Senior too. I love Hank Senior. Have you seen? Have you seen the movie about his life? The one that with which one? Uh, uh, walk to follow the light or there's walk a, to the light. There's one that I will not see because they cast a British actor to play him, and I think that's sacrilege. Which which one was it? I think uh, that's the one I saw. It's probably the one you saw. Well, I don't know. There's an old one that I think is um, what's his name? Rick and British. My my girlfriend. My, she's like knows all this stuff. I she knows all the names of everything. Um, it is the person. What is this? Well, the new one is this guy. I can't think of anything today. He's a very attractive British actor named like Thomas. Um, I think sure that's the Thomas. one I saw. Yeah. Because now that I think about it, I didn't know that his his Hank Williams Sr.'s wife was so angry that he was on the road that much. She got an abortion to prove to him that she was like, fuck oh, you. I didn't know that either. Uh, yeah. Audrey, Audrey Shepard. She got an abortion. She got pregnant and he was on the road so much. She was like, no, I'm not doing this again. I got an abortion. That's, wow. dude, that's in the fifties. She got an yeah. abortion in the fifties. That is some hard. That's in hard Alabama. Book. Do you know how hard it is to find someone to give you an abortion in Alabama in 1950? But you, you know what? Maybe she didn't actually. Maybe she just said that. Nope. She got an abortion. How would you do that? I have no I, That blew me away that I Googled it. You got to go to like a billiard hall or something like that. <laughs> In the 1950s, yeah. All right, let's see. I'm getting close. All right, here we go. I can find it. Do you want to plug it in? Uh, 2017. It's either Big J. Ogerson, Gareth Reynolds. It's right before I did the Wilbur. This is recently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is real recently. This is before your special? Big J. Ogerson, 215. All right. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. I, You know, I used I used my podcast to promote stuff. There, I saw the light. That's the yeah. one. Yeah. There it is. Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston is a British man. He has no business being in America for one. Two, <laughs> he like that's the thing. People got really pissed about it, like for real pissed about it, because it's like it's just this American icon being played by an Englishman. It's just it fucking gets my goat for sure. I get pissed. It makes me like want to not want to hurt, but just want to overdose in a gutter. All right, like I Hank think Williams. this might. I think this might be my. Promo. You got it. Yeah, I think so. We'll find out. It'll be this one or the another one because I was using it to promote um, tour dates. You're really good at that. 
Uh, no, I'm not. Yeah, you are. What do you mean? I just said you are. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I deflect things. I deflect things all the time. Like, uh, Well, you get it in a natural way. I watch you promoting dates and stuff. I mean, I know there's definitely there's, there's probably there's probably a dad thing, right? There has to be some of it because I feel like like there's something. <laughs> I'm already <laughs> laughing because that fucking sounds. See it? It'll it'll come up right now. I'll tell you. Or put, put on the other side of the mic. Yeah, well, I'm gonna just check. Okay. Hey guys. Nope. No. Nope. This isn't it. This isn't it. Okay, probably Big J Oakerson. This might be more more than it's worth. Um. Maybe it's Big J Oakerson. Big J, he's a big guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had some editor just plan that out for me. Plan what out? The the did the intro for it. Oh. Let's see. Truth be told, I'm an idiot. No. Damn it! I don't know. I'm never gonna be able to find it now that now that I'm now I'm yeah, like. Yeah, it's okay. You know. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I'll tell you what. Here's what happened. Okay, I I I really have a genuine creative side. So I was in Travel Channel for like seven years, and I was. You, I, what was your show called again? I had a couple. I had a, I, had a, I had like a handful. Okay, because they, they, they just liked you. So they just kept being like, "Let's put them in it." They were really cool. They just were like, I mean, I get I get fired for shows that I had no bright doing, no business doing, and they'd be like, well, "You're yeah, in Fiji. Fired. Can you stop in Hawaii on your way back and do a show for us?" So, really? Let me make a show. Just like uh, go eat with four chefs. Oh, like a little like a one-off kind of thing. Yeah, and like or like I did this show called Scream If You Know the Answer, which was a game show on a roller coaster. Okay, it was that was uh, that was really that was crazy. That's I did thirteen not, episodes of that, and they I didn't think air I saw any of them. Some of them. Oh, really? <laughs> they aired like two, and then just I, they have them. They aired them at some time, I'm sure. I had a similar thing happen, but yeah, that's a weird thing when you make something. And you're like, and then, you guys spent. You guess how much money you spent? Oh yeah, we know. We're not going to use it. No. What's crazy is it, it, that they'd make something. They'd spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on something, possibly millions of possibly, dollars. Possibly, yeah. And just be like, yeah, it'd be better if no one ever saw this. But I don't think it, a lot of times isn't. But it's not because of that. It's more because, at least what I think, it's because where if you there's like a whole new cost involved in something. If they don't think they can, they can recoup it, they're wasting even more money by promoting it and airing it because it's taking up. Yes. It's like. Yeah, it's like feeding a dying pig. Well, and they're also taking up. So the, you know the, the expression "feeding a dying pig." No, do they? No, Is that an expression? No, I just made it. I just I think they just kill it. I, I just said it like it was one. I was like, why did I say that? Feeding a dying pig. <laughs> I think that they they put money in marketing, but I've been on shows that they've made and then just aired and and didn't market. They just burn them off. They yeah. just burn them off. They go, oh, we'll just air it. But it also it takes up a time slot where they could plug right. in something that would get a rating. Well, that was my expression, feeding a dying pig, because why are you feeding this thing if it's going to die? Yeah, or so, just eat it. Yeah, well, I guess a pig, I'm sort if of— If it's a sick pig. Yeah, sick Feeding pig. a sick pig. Feeding a sick pig. Yeah. Which is a dying pig. I, I'm, I'm always shocked they do that with movies. They go, but I get, they go straight to DVD. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you wouldn't you just want to put it in a, theory, in a theater for a second? Well, that's the thing, actually, that has to be— I think it has to be in well, Straight to DVD is different. But I had a friend who's in a movie; it's a really big Sony movie, and they just put it in like one, put it like in five theaters for one day across the country, like literally just five theaters. Really, it's just so they can say, well, we we released it. So really, it's like a, it like checks a box. So they it's this some, business is so I'm I'm going through something that is not healthy mm-hmm. because I feel like I feel like uh, I almost. 
like like we were saying. So I was in Travel Channel for seven years, and then I, and then at one point I was like, I was like, you know what? Maybe I don't. Uh, maybe I, I'm not being creative enough. Like I'm right. not. I'm not uh, putting out all the stuff that I enjoy in stand up. I'm not creating. Like I'm. I remember I fell off a waterfall, and everyone and everyone pulled me aside. Everyone, it seems like, including fans, they were like, "Hey, man, we don't watch your stupid fucking shows. Like, just do stand up. Just do your podcast." Wait, what do you mean? You fell off a waterfall? I fell off a waterfall. I mean, you jumped? No, no, no. I was rappelling. I got oh, flipped upside down. This was where? In North Carolina. This was for a travel show. For a travel channel show. Uh, spun upside down, started drowning because the waterfalls. Now I can't. I yeah, it's, it was pretty bad. Oh, and, and then and I'll keep keep going. And now. so then I I try to write myself. I also am trying to film it because I have GoPros in my. Head. It's like it's just way too much complication for just me. Yeah, like I'm. I got two GoPros. A GoPro in each hand. Is this pre kids or post kids? This pro post kids. This is okay. recent. This is like a couple years ago. Yeah. And so I fall like 15 feet. I land on my back. Uh, I th- I think I'm gonna you, die. You let go of the rope. I let go of the rope. This is a big waterfall, huh? Yeah, it was How a 210 like, foot waterfall. Oh, that's a fuck. They have them that big in North Carolina. Jesus. Bradley Falls. Bradley Falls, baby. Yeah, and so uh, I had to crawl on my hands and knees out of this ravine to get to safety to get to a hospital. It was really like just you were by yourself. No, no, I was with a whole crew, which is weird because they couldn't really help me because I was in so much pain. I had to do it by my. I'm and so were- confused. You crawl. You went to a hospital by yourself. No, I had to crawl out by myself. <laughs> And then they had a then they had a, a, a yeah. crew come in and like put me on a stretcher and take me out of the woods. Right. It was it was just it was exhausting, and I'm just sitting in there in this bed. I posted a picture of mm-hmm. me in a stretcher online, and I this I just just this one fan was like, "Hey man, n- nothing for nothing. We don't watch your stupid travel channel shows. We just listen to your podcast and want to see you do stand up." He's like, "Get off TV and just do stand up," and I was like. It just hit me so hard. I remember just being like, I've been working really hard so that you guys will hopefully you'll find it. And they were like, no, we're not going to look for it. We don't watch TV anymore. And yeah. I was like, I was like, what? And then Rogan and Burr pulled me aside and they were like, hey, man, like very candidly, Burr was like, how much money do you need? I was like, what? He's like, what's your nut? Like, what do you got to make? And I told him and he goes, uh, yeah, stop doing TV, man. Just do stand up. Just do stand up to your podcast. Focus on those. And trust me, things will be better. And I was like, really? And him and Rogan were like, yes. Get out of TV and focus on these two things. I, I would You're say trying that, to tell me something. I'm trying to tell, trying to tell everybody <laughs> something. But and then I got and th- but this is the unhealthy part. Right. So I started doing that in like September this year. Last year, yeah, last September. Okay, I think if, so. I mean, like, so that's like what uh, like six months ago or so. Uh, I would more. say I would say more, almost actually, eight months. Eight months ago. Yeah. Eight months ago. I only I forgot how months work. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it, that's about ten months actually. Yeah. It's yeah. It's close to ten months, and so maybe even eleven. Not not no, that much. It's not that much. I mean, not, let's not go crazy. <laughs> I just want to get it right. It could be. It's nine to ten. Nine to ten months, listeners. If you want to email the podcast, it's live to tape podcast at gmail. If you want to, we can't figure this out right now. But if you have an answer to how many months ago September was, we are in June. September. I'm not going to make it confusing. It might even be in August. Okay. Well, September, August. Okay. You got you got your work cut out for you. Uh, live two tape, n- not the number two, just two. Ooh, let's make it really know. complicated. Yeah. Uh, can you go back into my Instagram and find out when I started renovating my house? Because that's when it happened. Okay. So um, that's when this one this that's when the waterfall happened. No, that's when. Now I I had recovered successfully from the waterfall, but I started doing another show for Travel Channel, and that's when Burr and Rogan pulled me aside. Like right, it was like right after that. So like late summer, yeah, late summer, two thousand sixteen. Uh, it was right after Montreal. 
Yeah, so it'd be by even July, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that we're picking this part apart. <laughs> you know, you just, if you get that wrong, it just it causes a downstream ripple effect. If 20 minutes from now, who knows what's true? <laughs> that's what that's what happens in life is if mm-hmm. you if you uh, like you'll say to someone yeah it was like two years ago and then they're like it was actually a year ago what do you why are you why why can't you remember that you're right. like I don't fucking know man I don't know what is time time yeah. is a construct everything's a blur for me so we uh, I'm really interested in this by the way I'm not trying to defray from the I'm trying to remember what we were talking about you're oh. talking about how Burr and so Rogan is, pulled you aside and told you those things so this is where it gets unhealthy mm-hmm. so. My special comes out on Showtime. Right, the machine. Yeah, it does well. I mean, it does like okay. It doesn't do like gangbusters, but it's like also you know a lot of people. I get a lot of emails going. Hey man, why would you ever put anything out on TV? Like a lot of emails, right? Like, to the point where I was like, I I, I stopped responding because I was like the first one was like, hey man, we don't get to pick, you know, like technically pick what where our if we're very lucky to get a special at all. Yeah, it's and, a so, great thing. Yeah, so like so like hey, just be. Grateful that I did it in a year, I'll get it, the rights back and I'll put it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You can see it then. But there are a lot going like, hey, man, you're fucking your career up. Like, get off television. And I was Who's like, Who's saying that? See, dude, so many people. And by the way, I would say 80% of the people listening to this right now. Right. 80% of the people listening to this goes, well, would go, yeah, I don't even have, a, I don't even have cable. Well, I don't have cable either. But yeah. I, I watch tons of tele- shows that are on TV. I just don't watch them on TV. Yeah. Like, yeah, but you watch them online. Yeah, I watch them on Netflix. I don't steal them, but I watch them on Netflix, watch them on Hulu, I watch them on... This uh, is exactly the point, though. Apple TV. That's what all of them are the, saying, though. Is but that, that's like, still, they, that's they, still they watching could TV. Not, You're just they not could watching not it. get Showtime. And so there were people that uh, wanted to watch my special yeah, couldn't that watch couldn't. It. And it was like, it was overwhelming. Like, how many people were like, hey, man, I don't have Showtime. How... The, how People were going like, "Hey, I don't want to. I don't want to steal it. I can steal it. Right. I, I know I can steal it. I see this Vietnamese kids put it online. I don't want to steal it. How can I get you the money?" Didn't you post something about how do you set up a free trial? I saw you post something about that. I went to Showtime. I was like, "Let's get people that don't all these fans like. Let's get them something." Right. They're like, "Okay, great. We'll do a free, free trial if you go to Showtime." It was so yeah. simple. If you ever want to watch anyone special on Showtime, it is actually very simple. You go to Showtime, uh, Showtime Go or Showtime something. Showtime Show. I think Showtime, it's yeah, and. <laughs> Showtime today. Showtime, showtime, show, showtime show today X. Yeah. And then you just, all you do is put in your name and put in an email address. Mm-hmm. It's very simple. Uh, you know, the same thing was going on with CISO. Is like people would go, hey man, I, I can't get CISO. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to get CISO. I said that to the CISO guys. I feel that way too, actually. Yeah. There's so many things that just can become complicated. And you're like, I don't know. I want to watch it. I just, maybe I'll just, yeah. when, it, when, it, when it comes convenient. And so then Showtime special... Doesn't I mean like I didn't sell any tickets in November and December, and then didn't sell any. What do you mean? Didn't sell any tickets. I go to clubs and just sell whatever. Like not nothing astronomical. Oh, you did sell. You just didn't sell more tickets. You thought? Uh, I didn't. Well, no, you. I didn't see like a change. I didn't see like a bunch of new oh, you fans. Didn't, you didn't see out. a bump. I didn't see a bump. Yeah. Um. And so. So that's like, hard, I suppose. Yeah. New Year's Eve, I'm. I'm. On New Year's Eve, I'm getting paid through the roof, and I'm losing the club money. And I'm like, and I. What I'm, do you mean? You get, oh, because you have a special, so you, your your quote goes up. My special goes up. My quote goes up. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'd had some good months. I'd had some good shows. And I'm just like, I'm in, I'm like, I feel bad. Because there's not, not enough people there for what you're being paid, you feel like. And it's New Year's Eve. Yeah, so, so it's like. like you, people are paying like $125 for yeah. a New Year's Eve package. And you have your shirt off. I have my shirt off. I'm partying. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is what we're going to do. And, and everyone's just like, nah. 
And then, and then I what like two days before New Year's Eve, I posted the machine story on Facebook. The machine story, the one like the main one about the uh... Russian mafia. Okay. And so I post it, and it starts to go viral. And then, how long is that story? Twelve, thirteen minutes. Okay. And so. Uh, it starts to go viral, and then I do me this, like all the stuff I've been dicking around. But on. you posted not from you can't post the Showtime version of it. You post. No, that's where it gets a little tricky. But so yes, you did. Yeah. Wait a second. Yes, you did. Oh yeah. So say, I'll, I'll just. We don't have Bird here anymore. We have someone else. We have someone from the Department of Defense here right now. We have someone from the Department of Defense who's going to talk a little bit about something that happened on Facebook with a an individual named Bert K. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, I misread my contract. <laughs> Quite honestly. I saw that I could post four clips, so I posted four clips, each uh, in the excess of nine minutes. Okay. <laughs> so, so, technically, I posted 42 minutes of my hour special. <laughs> okay, so that's uh, that's definitely a violation. Yeah, we, we, we looked at it. That's definitely a violation. Yeah, we, we, we saw that. It's definitely a violation, but we, we liked Bert. We didn't want take to down, take him downtown and show him who's boss. <laughs> show him what daddy's diaper smells like. Yeah, and then uh, another comedian was like, hey, that's not cool. I want to post my entire special. Uh-oh. And another comedian was like, how come Bert gets to post his whole special? And then Showtime was like, hey, I think we'd like to sue you. <laughs> oh my. Hey, I think we'd like to sue you. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was, by the way, Showtime had every right to be upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did have everything, but they were very cool about it. They were like, and I, I can't thank Showtime enough. I can't believe you can even talk about this. I probably can't, but. I, <laughs> you did, it's okay. Yeah, I'm not saying anything bad. You're not be, I'm being not saying anything bad. I'm telling everyone exactly what happened. I tell mm-hmm. any comic. What yeah. happened? I misread everything. I didn't know what my deal was. Right. And I just thought, oh, I can post four clips. So I started posting them. And then other comics were like, I want to post four clips. They, and they weren't tattletailing or anything. Right. They were just like, I want to post four. And then Showtime's like, hey, what the fuck, Bert? And I was like, four oh my clips, God. but they're supposed to be a certain. They didn't say what length or no. No, they did. It was they were very specific. Oh, like like how specific was it? Uh, like under under two, under two minutes. Okay, it was basically little. You can yeah. post like thirty second clips to promote your special, mm-hmm. but I don't have thirty second clips, and so because they're stories, so it's yeah. hard to clip out a story. Yeah, and it, and, and and by the way, that it, it definitely that machine story going viral. It got like twenty six million views within a couple weeks on YouTube on on Facebook. Okay, and so. It definitely promoted the special, right. and more people found the special because of it. So it definitely raised the ratings of the special and got more viewers to Showtime, which was, in effect, great. But they, that's not Showtime's business model, is to make internet clips so that you find Showtime. Their, yeah. their business model is to make ship clips that you can only phone on Showtime, so, so you, you go to Showtime. Buy Showtime. Yeah, so yeah. you get Showtime. But they were very cool. They were extremely cool, I will say. Like, And, and that, that's like the testament of a, cool, of a network is going, we get it. We understand you got to sell tickets on the road. We understand this has worked for you. Mm-hmm. You got to take down all the shit. That's number one. Yeah. And then we'll find an agreement of how we can keep up something for you so that you still have like. Right. You have a presence. Yeah. And they were cool. They were really cool. But that definitely changed the dial, man. Like it, it, it sold out everything for the entire year. And so, wow. and so I was like, I was like, wow. And then my podcast started blowing up and I was like, I was like, wow, I'm getting like a ton of downloads on my podcast. And then, and then. I, then travel channel stuff. I like. I, I, I stopped doing travel channel, and then that stuff got, starts going viral. So they, oh, this is old stuff. Old stuff. They start posting, mm-hmm. and it's all going like, like, dude, like 120 million views, like just ridiculous amount of views. All these things that 
basically were buried. Buried that they buried mm-hmm. and they and they wanted to bury because they didn't want they didn't want to feed the dying pig. They were yeah. like, this is this pig's dying, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden the pig's in the corner and he's yoked out, and they're like, fuck. Oh, we and, thought you were dying. Yeah, I'm sorry. And, and now they're like, and now like we already told everyone we didn't. Like, we've already been feeding these other dying pigs that yeah. were dying more. Now we can't let anyone know that you're dying. Oh, my God. And then other people are like, wait, we wouldn't mind dying, buying that dying pig. But at this point, the dying pig's like, no one's giving me food except for me. I'm finding my own food, and I'm comfortable finding my own food. Right. I don't need people to feed me. Mm-hmm. I don't. And I was like, I think I'm just going to start feeding myself. And so as the dying pig, and this goes back to the promo stuff, I was like, I really enjoy trying to make – I really enjoy – Shooting, editing, and posting a one-minute clip to find on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I like shooting. I like buying equipment. I like – like, I get, like, all the stuff you buy, I'm, like, I'm like kind of curious going, like, I want to step up my podcast game. Like, it's fun to yeah. be inspired by other people. It is. And so and so I started going, like – now, I've overwhelmed myself a tad bit because I, I do pro- produce, post, edit my podcast. I do shoot, post, edit videos and write videos once a week. Mm-hmm. I do – I mean, I'm, I'm I'm wearing way too many hats, and I do, and I'm a micromanager, so I like doing it all. I'm in the middle of a of like. Then I you the start- same way though. That's I mean, that's why I started this podcast is because I the old one was something where I wanted to be so specific that I knew if I didn't have one that was just like, once it's rolling, it's rolling, and if anything happens, I'm not going to touch it. Yeah. Because otherwise, I will get like. Oh, because I know if it sounds a certain way, it's like the the tone. Like if it's you no, know, if it's uh, oh, what's that? Yeah. Cut it. Yeah, it, dude, it, it became um, – I, I tell people now, I go, listen, I won't even tell them if there's anything you want me to take out, I'll take it out. I let them come to me. If they want something taken out, because oh, yeah. I've done that. If you suggest – if you give someone the option of something, if you give something like, hey, just so you know, um, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. It's then like, they oh, go, really? oh, yeah. Okay, well, you know, my tooth did hit my other tooth when I was saying – Saying, uh, saying my wife's name, and uh, she's not gonna like that. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because like it's like once you get like uh, the other thing is for my podcast, I hadn't monetized it for. I just had never thought of it. Yeah, I never thought that it was important. And then when well, I stopped, sort of like this one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you want to send me money, it's live. Just send me a I'll, live to tape podcast at Gmail. I will send you my ad- an address, <laughs> and you can send. Any small bills from any country, I'll pay the exchange rate. You know what I did? I, the, this was the first. The first thing I did was I was I ended up doing a vlog. This is in the period of transition mean, out of Travel Channel. I just like that you said vlog. Yeah. that's such that 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 dates you like nothing else in this world. <laughs> saying the word vlog. Yeah. What do you mean by you mean like in terms? Where did you post this? On YouTube, you can find them. But I wouldn't. I guess I haven't heard someone say vlog in so far. I got long. so into. Do you them. mean you posted a video? I. Uh, yeah, but it was like a, it was like a daily vlog. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was more like a it was more like a blog because it was it was me. It was like a me living my life, right. and I was videotaping it, and I was I was showing people like I go party at Stanhope's house, right. and I bring a camera down and I shoot it, and then I'd edit it into a cool fun video, right. and then post it online. I got really into that. So and every it, day, uh, every other every, day, every, every other, other day. day, and so I was posting. That's a lot. It. It was a lot, and I was enjoying it, but then it, it starts cannibalizing, cannibalizing your life, and then it becomes a propaganda video. Like, you just want people to see how cool you are. Yeah. You don't show them the dirty parts. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I'm don't. i not, like, sitting there going, like, hey, I'm out in my man cave, not hanging out with my family, and editing. This yeah. is what my life really is like. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't know. I, I Back to monetizing podcasts. So, I, then I, 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 I posted on these vlogs, I posted 
a P.O. box. I was like, hey, if you guys want to send me anything, right. send it to me. And man, I got the coolest shit ever. Yeah. Dude, I got like I got like a, a 25 pound ham. Like I just like <laughs> a 25 cra- pound ham. A, a, a salted, did salted you, ham. Did and, you ask for that? No, but it was like, and then I'll say. Did you ever hint at the fact that you liked ham? I would try not to hint at anything because I didn't want to like, I didn't want to like a- angle it, but like people would send me like, they'd be like, I'd get. The coolest stuff, like a lot of a lot of clothes. Yeah, and I was like, these guys, this guy at the, he's got a, a store called or a clothing line called the Dope State. Okay, and he was like, really cool shirts. It's a weed really, thing. Yeah, and yeah. he sent me a bunch of stuff, and I was like, fuck, this is a cool shirt. Uh-huh. Looks like North Face, but it says the Dope State. <laughs> I started I started wearing it all the time. I right. wore it on Rogan, and then all of a sudden he hit me up. He was like, dude, my sales just went through the roof, and Holy I was like, shit. oh yeah, because that's who likes weed. Yeah, and they, it is a cool shirt. Right, and so like. So like yeah, and so I started doing that, and then I was like, oh, I sh-. and then Segura pulled me aside. He's like, dude, you should really look into monetizing your podcast. And then once I did that, by the way, I went to like this is once again old regime versus new regime. The old regime of Bert was like, get me a corporate deal, mm-hmm. and then get me a deal, and then I want to pay bills that way. The new regime was like, the dying pig who's yoked out. Right. Fuck it. No one paid attention to me earlier. I don't need anybody. I don't need anybody. And then you start really realizing this business is you. It's not them. Like they can't do anything. I was listening to Chris D'Elia's podcast. They can help you if you have an if you have a plan, but that's yes. about it. I was yeah. listening to Chris D'Elia's podcast. I found this really interesting. He was sick, and uh, and like a cold or like like something cold. severe. No, just no, cold. Just cold. Just and his agents <laughs> sent him um, Grubhub because they wanted to make sure he could get healthy. Right. And I was like. I just thought, and I'm not. I'm not shitting on any. I'm just telling you the story I heard, and I, and I, and I know that that is happening now in my life. Yeah. Is that I went? I wonder how many times was they'd probably do that for me if I was sick this week. Mm-hmm. My agents and managers would send something to take care of me so I could get back out on the road or whatever. Yeah. I was like, I wonder how many sick clients they have that didn't get anything. Like, just we're like, I'm sick as fuck, man. Like, yeah. I got pneumonia, and they're like, Yeah, I get better, man. But it's like so funny once you can start. Making the money on your own as that sick pig who survived the famine, mm-hmm. then everyone's like, then it's like all these podcasting companies started coming out to me like, hey man, we want to represent your podcast, and I was like, no, nah, I already got it. Like I got, I got a chick in Chicago. Like I don't need anybody. What do you mean you have a chick in Chicago? I got a chick in Chicago. She does this American Life and all the big ones, and then she reached out to me and was like, hey, I want to help you sell stuff. Nice, and then and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, cool, and then you don't you don't need your managers or your agents for it. Mm-hmm. It's just you. You're getting the ads. You don't have to even pay them at all because no. they don't have literally nothing to do with it. So it's like they can't even ask for it because it's not even going through them. Yeah. Exactly, and then that's the problem is you start going like, wait, hold on. This whole career I've had, I'm 44. I'm a grown up in this business. I'm in the twilight years of my career. If I was 32, so? not really, but okay. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I feel like, sound like yeah, it. yeah, no, not even close. But, but if if you said that on paper, like Chris Rock, I guess told someone one time, if you're 45 and you ha- if you're not a celebrity at 45, quit. And I was like, what? I was like, hold on, that would you cut out so many. What about Mark Marin? Like you. You're telling him he should have stopped. Like, like there's well, so many guys. There's that, also by the way, so many great actors too who aren't celebrities, but they're Gene like. Gene Hackman got his career at 50. Is that true? Yeah, he started working at 50. No, he that didn't. Might, did might, he? Might not be no, right that's not that. right. I might not be right about that. Okay, but but either anyway, way. And by the way, it's hearsay because I wasn't there when Chris Rock said it. It's just third hand. It's another comic who's like 42 who heard this and was like. He also probably said that when he was a lot younger. Said uh, I bet he wouldn't say that year. now. He did. Yeah, he said this last year. This is hearsay okay. again. I wasn't there, but I can get I you. I still on the don't phone. think that's. I don't know. I still have trouble thinking that's like 100 percent 
he means that because and, and then then I go what but define making it like define like like are you telling me like Amy Schumer are you talking about Amy Schumer or, or can can it be like uh, Greg Fitzsimmons like right. you can't because you could never say that about Greg Fitzsimmons you couldn't have said that about Louis Louis didn't start making money I don't think until he or like he was doing behind the scenes stuff yeah but he wasn't like a he wasn't a like fucking, he wasn't clickbait he was yeah and so well I don't think you have to be clickbait to make it. I don't think so. I think so. it's one of those things. It's like a perspective thing. There's some. I remember I saw some Nashville producer talk about how um, it's this is like it's such a cheesy thing to think about, but it's like a thing where he's like, you show up because Nashville's real similar to Los Angeles, except it's it's the music business version of Los Angeles. Yeah. So that's where everything is. That's where all, where ASCAP and BMI are and everything like all that crap. So he was like, you show up. And you see this circle of people and you're outside of it and you're like, oh, man, I, I'll never be a part of this. And you, you, stay, you stay and you work on stuff and you play your music and you go out to shows and you perform shows and you keep doing that. And you, you're, you're busy doing that. And next thing you know, you look around like, oh, I'm inside the circle. I didn't even know I was inside of it. Because oh. it happens gradually. And then. And then you're like, oh, I'm, I'm a part of this. Like, and then you look at the kids. I'll tell you exactly what happened to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, go on my Instagram. You can find out what day this is. In Montreal, whatever, two years ago, whenever I was in Montreal, right? I was, I got out of the elevator. I've been to Montreal a couple of times, a number of times. I've never felt included. I always felt on the outside. Okay. I went to Montreal the last time, and I went, oh, I know everyone at this bar. Right. I know everyone. Every I don't know a lot person. of them. I know, I know enough of the agents to feel comfortable, enough of the managers. I've worked with a few of them, and... And I was like, I don't really know casting directors, but I don't care to know casting directors. Like, that's not my thing. Like, I'm not like, hey, you know. See, that's my thing. Really? Yeah, you make your money acting. Yeah. And but um, and then I was like, oh, I guess I'm, I guess I'm like, I guess I belong here. And right. then I, and then I was like, I really envied the kids who were younger, the new faces. Who, yeah, the new faces. And I was like, oh, that's where you want to be. You want to be at the beginning of your career walking in going, hi, how you doing? Hey, hey. Like, yeah. oh, oh, my God. I just talked to this guy. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, he was nice. He made a joke. And I was like, yeah. And then he laughed at what I said. <laughs> oh, shit. But, okay, here's my question for you. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm you, ready. You've, act, you've acted in uh, exponentially more things than I have. Okay. I've acted in... I think officially one project. Really? What was that? A CBS pilot. Okay, a pilot. Um, it didn't get, yeah. Did not go. Did not go. It was me and Elliot Gould and the guy named David J. When was this? This is nineteen. Ooh, that's a good number to start with, right <laughs> there. That's a. That's how you know. <laughs> uh, that's a great thing. Uh, that's a. That's how you know someone's using the word vlog because when they start something, like, when was this? It was a uh, nineteen. Oh, okay. I'm gonna stop you there. I'm gonna stop you there. Oh, we get it. Okay. Uh, this actually, there's a side room over here. There's a bunch of drinks. There's some coffee if you want some coffee. Uh, we've got some ice and some cups. <laughs> Hi, how's it going? Welcome. Oh, nineteen. Okay. Okay. Um, in, in all fairness, what I think what happened to me is that I got 19. more. <laughs> Just hearing that number, that number in front of something associated with TV, Whoa. 19, Ni- the, the number 19, the last, I mean, I graduated from college, from high school in 1999. Okay. So <laughs> I think that was when I did it. <laughs> Elliot Gould, too. Elliot Gould, I really de- dates myself. Uh, this is back when you got development deals. Oh, this is back when this is a different business. Oh, it's it's so. I mean, it's something where I I I end of, I've never known that. I mean, I kind of knew it. I just remember one time, 
like when Charlie Sheen had that big meltdown. Charlie Charlie Sheen? Yeah. He's the young one, right? The crazy one. He's the winning guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sometimes I get him confused with his dad because Martin and Charlie are the yeah, same, yeah, yeah, yeah. same words to me. But when he had that whole meltdown, he was being paid like a, the most, the highest amount of money a sitcom actor was being paid at that time. And that was also, I think, around 2008 when um, the financial crisis happened. Yeah. And basically that, that whole event with the financial crisis and... It it basically upended everything. So that's he's no one is making that much money on a network show n- now, and probably really? never will again until who knows what what will change. Really? Because just because I mean, uh, listeners, you can correct me if I'm wrong, because you're going to go into your little uh, turtle tunnel and get data that I don't have access to because you care. But I don't really give a shit. But either way, I love being wrong. I fucking love being wrong. It's, it's the, I think the business is the business. Okay, so. Now, now this you, is, don't, you don't this get is paid a, that. This like, is a big. This is exactly what happened because I was there at the beginning, or I was mm-hmm. there at the tail end. I was there during it, the tail end of when they stopped giving deals, the tail end of when quotes, all quotes were thirty five grand. Like that was what my quote was. Starting quote. Starting quote was oh thirty five grand. God. Thirty five grand. Things have changed so much because there's the thing is is there's just not. When I, when I moved to Los Angeles in 2005 or 2006, I guess, I started working at Fox. I was doing, like, marketing crap. I was getting, you know, I was getting paid a lot for me, but yeah. basically nothing. I was working as a, I was a subcontractor. I wasn't even technically hired by them. But back then, I worked there for two years. I got laid off right about 2008, and that was because just people were like, the, the stuff I did at my job, was laughable. It was like I would fly. They'd fly us to Aspen to shoot the Aspen Comedy Festival, shoot some sort of behind-the-scenes stuff. We're there for five days, staying at the Ritz-Carlton, only because it was the last available hotel rooms to shoot footage to go on online that no one ever saw. Literally, that's they just had money. There's, there was so much money then. There was so much fucking money. This is going to become cyclical in this because ultimately, what I'm talking about now, about where I'm at in my life mm-hmm. now is all due to the fact that I was part of that corporate, like, let's just throw money at the problem. Yeah. It'll fix itself. And then you realize there were a lot of people involved that did not have an insight or a passion right. about what they were making. Like, when you go to a role or when I go to a project, I get, I fucking throw myself into it. Right. I'm like, this is what I'm doing for the next six months. This is what I'm doing. And it's all I think about. It's also what it did to detract from my stand-up because I was focused on, like, on like adventure shit and so i was like i was going to africa for two weeks so i'm like fuck it let's i'm throwing myself in africa i never wrote jokes and so i think bill and joe saw that but i was at the tail end of this at the very beginning of this when they stopped giving deals i, I knew the guy chicken which is the guy that killed deals he was the last guy to get a deal chicken you never heard of this no oh are you serious no i haven't so I, so a lot of this old this this stuff it's like lore like comedy store lore oh, i really yeah. don't know about so me Frank Caliendo, Fr- Gary Goleman, a bunch of other people. Gary these Goleman, are, yeah. Th- these are the people I remember. Me, Frank Caliendo, Gary Goleman, and a guy named Chicken all got deals. Those three got them all out of Mon- – oh, no. Gary and Chicken got them out of Montreal. Frank and I got them off of tape. So we tape. all went – Meaning like we put a five-minute tape together, someone saw it, and they were like, let's give them a deal. Like a development deal at like a network. hundreds of thousand dollars. Chicken's deal was like, I think, uh, $750,000. To Jesus not work Christ. with anyone. That's all the, they asked you. Technically, don't work with anybody. But his shows flopped. So I just can't fucking believe that number. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I can't believe I didn't know that kind of thing. Oh, dude, I had like three deals back to back to back where you just kept getting deals. and everyone, Because what was happening was it's almost like uh, the housing market. Like 
Will Smith's the first guy discovered me, like his company discovered me. Some guy saw me do five minutes, introduced me to Will. Where Will was this? Me. Were you living in in Los Angeles? New York. So you started. Where did you start doing comedy? New York. And you didn't grow up there, did you? No, I grew up in Tampa. Tampa. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. yeah. So you started doing comedy in New York, and Will Smith's company. What year was that? You think? Nineteen ninety-seven. Nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah. And so, God, that's so crazy. Yeah. And so they gave they they. Discovered you. Discovered me. And real quick, it was like, it was like, imagine if you found a cool fixer upper and they're like, fucking quick, throw them money. Don't let them, don't. And they were like, don't, I don't want you to go in Aspen. I don't want you to go to Montreal. I don't want you to go in anywhere. Don't, I don't want you doing sets in Hollywood. Don't go anywhere. Are you serious? Stay That's on lock a... and key. Are you wow. ready for this? They moved me out to LA and put me up at the Universal Sheridan for eight months. Eight they, months? And so I, I lived in a hotel. They're like, don't do spots around the city. Just hang what out. What did you do? Just par- partied every night. Just partied oh every night. God. Woke up, go down, have breakfast at the buffet. Or so how old were you then? Tw- I was 26. Okay, so you can do that kind of thing. Yeah, I yeah. just hung out, and it was just like, they gave me a rental car. If I wanted to fly anywhere, I'd just call up Will's company and be like, hey, I need to I, I need to go home for Thanksgiving was one of the things I needed to fly for. Wow. And then you get there, and I was flying first class. They were like, that business model, I mean, Will must have gotten, his deal must have been hundreds of millions of dollars. So for them, mm-hmm. a first class ticket for a talent Nothing. wasn't a big deal. And then I got another deal, and that's when I ended up doing. That's uh, crazy, though. So they're they're just paying you to do nothing, and and with the idea that if they do that, then when they shoot, when they blast blast you out, you're going to be a big deal because they own you. They, yeah, and they used to scramble. Like <clears throat> you read, the best one was Mitch Hedberg's. Okay, Mitch Hedberg goes up at Montreal very first night, um, does ten minutes, and gets offered I think a million dollar deal. Like immediately, they're racing to him. That's back where they. You don't understand. This was a different business. They're racing to him. Dave Becky says, uh, "Let's go." Goes and drives Mitch to the airport and puts him on a plane and flies him home and says, "Do not speak to anyone for the next week because all you can do is fuck it up." So, like, the second he got off stage, Dave Becky grabbed him. Probably shuffled him to a hotel, got him a ticket the first night morning out, and flew him out of Montreal. He was supposed to perform the rest of Montreal. He didn't do another set. He just went home, and they were like, don't talk to a fucking soul. I'll call you on Friday. We'll have you a, a million-dollar deal. Wow. Dude, I did a, sh- I did a show at the at my – so that first deal goes off, off with Will Smith. Now, everyone knows I've been in a deal with Will Smith for a year. So this when you say deal, the idea is to develop a – Develop a sitcom. A, you write a script. Mm-hmm. You you deliver it to a network. You have to get a network attached. Mm-hmm. You deliver it to a network. Network then um, looks at the script. They either shoot it or they don't shoot it. If they don't shoot it, you just go – You the, the deal's over. If you shoot it, then that's where it starts. But mm-hmm. when you get the deal, you negotiate your day rate. You, you negotiate, negotiate everything. Because you so, you're an EP as well. Uh, I probably wasn't. You wouldn't be. I imagine. I was, I was, I've only been doing stand-up six months. So <laughs> – so, uh, oh Fucking God. So then we go to- Six months? Yeah. So the next year, I go out to fly out to LA <laughs> to do an ICM showcase. And okay. now everyone knows I have not been able to see this kid. He's been under a deal for a year with Will Smith, who's the biggest movie star in and the world. And you weren't even doing sets in town. I, for a year, I didn't even do stand-up. I, I then left LA. I just can't believe that. I left LA to fly out to Scotland with Patrice and Rich Voss. And did a month out there with them. But how did you to, know those guys? I started in New York. Right, but yeah. you just started. Yeah, but they had they they were I new worked, too. I they worked, were young. They were young. They were, but not super young. But they were. I mean, Rich has never been young technically. But <laughs> but uh, but no, they, they. I had worked the door also, so I knew everyone from working the door. 
At where? At the Boston Comedy Club. Okay. So uh, I, I worked the door for six months, and I got on stage, and then Will Smith's people discovered me. So I was like a dream come true scenario for every comic. Mm-hmm. Then a bunch of people started working the door so that they could get discovered. Yeah. It became a thing. I don't know if you've seen Pete Holmes's thing. His show? His show. But no, when, I haven't seen it yet. When I, when I did it, when I worked the door, I was the only one working the door. And then because I got a deal, they then picked up and like they had like five guys working the door because everyone wanted a deal. Man. It was crazy. It's such a weird thing. It's weird how like once there's just the scent in the water, so many people flock to something even though the the fact – like it's this weird thing where there's a connection between the success and this position when really it's not it's not because you're working the door. No, it was because you're you. It was because I've been discovered by Rolling Stone magazine in 1997. What do you mean? You don't know that part about me? No. Oh, this is the best part. That's why you're here. This is the best part. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, In 1997, Rolling Stone magazine discovered me and called me the number one party animal in the country. Really? And then. How did they just. This is where. Where were you living at the time? Florida State. Okay. Golnells. It's by the way. This is the only time I enjoy talking about this. Is when I'm talking to someone I like and respect. I, mean, yeah. I know. I went to Florida State. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so yeah. We can talk about this. So, Golnells. Um, Golnells. So I'm going to Orlando <laughs> tomorrow. You are. So we had to perform down in Orlando. Oh, nice. I'll see all my friends, all my old cocaine, cocaine friends. Golnells, baby. So uh, your cocaine friends. So 1997, Rolling Stone magazine calls up. Uh, probably 1996 is when they started writing the article. Call up the president, the Lambda Chi president, the KA president, the ATO president. Were you a frat guy? Yeah, ATO. ATO. Yeah. Where was ATO? Uh, it, the house burned down by the time you. Oh, were that's there. the that's a good one. On on uh, on, on uh, eight ten West Tennessee Street. Okay. Right next to Devaney Hall. Not okay, Devaney. Devaney. Devaney Hall. You know that's one that was next yeah. to the McDonald's. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just so you know, listeners, Florida State is a uh, is a world class learning institution. is part of Florida. <laughs> it's situated in Tallahassee, Florida, which is the capital. It is not Florida where the Gators are. That's orange and blue. It is the Florida State is uh, maroon and gold. Yep. Garnet and gold. Garnet and gold. Sorry, garnet. Jesus fucking Christ! They're gonna <laughs> take away my alumni status. Just for saying that. Oh, my God. He said maroon. You fucking believe that? He said fucking, he ain't no motherfucking no. He's a cinnamon roll, a little bitch. Either way, it's a, it's a world-class learning institution that also, I believe, has been the number one party school for so long that they don't put it in the rankings anymore because it's like... Professional you status. Just, you just don't put it in there because it's it's like um, it's like when the American basketball team plays in the Olympics. It's yeah. just not fair. And that's so. when that's it was it was the number one party school in the country at the time. Mm-hmm. This was, was what year was this? 1997. Okay. And so Rolling Stone wanted to write an article about the school, so they called up a bunch of different people and everyone said my name. But by the way, I'd been there like six and a half years. Oh my fucking God, because I'm about to say, because yeah. I went there in 2001 and like, this is not that long after and you were yeah. there. So you've been there for six years. I started. In, I started in the early '90s, back when grunge music started. Yeah, and then he shot himself my second junior year. Who did? It's Kurt Cobain. So oh. like, I lasted. I lasted grunge wow. music. And so, uh, what they were you dis- majoring in? Uh, who gives a fuck? But you have, must have had something on the books. Uh, creative right? writing. Okay, and, that's uh, a great one. There, I had a minor in Russian. Yes. And so I, they discovered me. They write this article about me. Everyone starts – this is before reality television. Yeah. So everyone starts hitting this campus to do interviews with me, and I take all of them. And this is an interesting thing. I really don't give a fuck because there's nothing 
I, I'm already gotten in trouble for this article. My parents are upset about the article. In trouble. The school what do you hates mean in me. Trouble? They just they were like, "What the fuck?" Oh, the article said like I shit on a pizza box to win an election. That I didn't care about school. That I was just there to party. Well, yeah, this is that, this and classic Animal House stuff. Yeah, it's like classic. They know that they but they have to foster when it's your son and your and you go to oh. your country club and then everyone's like, uh, "So I read that article on Bert. That's interesting. Wonder what'll happen of him." Oh you know? wow! Yeah, everyone starts looking down on you. Yeah, and then. Oliver Stone optioned the rights to my life, and I decide to move to New York. Oh, my God. Start stand-up six months later. Will Smith discovers me. How do you option the rights? How does that work? So that article is an intellectual property. Right. And so he optioned that article. In order to do that, he had to option the rights to my life and that article written by the journalist. Mm -hmm. So they both came together, and uh, I got represented by the journalist's agent, right. and they packaged a deal where he optioned the rights to the article. So nothing ever came of that? So one of the guys, uh, this is, I guess, right around the time I start meeting Will Smith, the mm-hmm. deal falls apart because it's just it's been a year or whatever, or a year and a half. It's just been sitting there. Kind and of. it's just been sitting there, and it falls apart. Everyone gets their intellectual property back. One of the guys who submitted a script about said option about of a journalist, party, party guy a party guy and a journalist meeting together and learning from each other writes a script called van wilder and it goes and sells it to he gets his intellectual property back mm-hmm. changes my name to van wilder keeps all my friends names in it and then sells it to national lampoon so you were part of that no not, not at, all. at all i had nothing to do with it i had nothing to do with oh. it and by the way it's like it's like I, i've only t- I've, I've talked to national lampoon who mm-hmm. said yeah that's what happened i talked to the people who produced the movie but uh, I've never talked to the writer or anything. I don't know that dude. Yeah. But yeah. also at that point in time in your life, it's like, what 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 recourse do you have? Uh, what very do you interesting. Know? Uh, at the time when that movie came out, I'd been on television for like two years. Okay, so that was yeah, because that was not that long. Ago. It came out like two thousand, maybe two thousand three, two thousand four. God, things take so long. Yeah, and so my agent uh, called up the day it came out and was like, "Hey, we're going to sue National Lampoon," mm-hmm. and. Uh, and I was like, okay, I'm in. Because, I, I mean, as soon as this came out, and, like, the guys, the, the director's girlfriend had shot, randomly shot headshots with my roommate. And she was like, oh, my direct, my buddy's, my brother, boyfriend's a director. He's did, doing this party animal thing. Did you know? About, so what, what point did you become reaware that this was, like, going forward? Because you said it fell I, apart. When, uh, I, when that movie came out. Oh, so it was like a, you saw a trailer for it and like, wait a second. I said, that, well, his buddy, best friend's name's Hutch. And I was okay. like, that's my best friend's name. That's right. odd. And I had like jokes where my buddy Hutch's name was in it. Right. So everyone's like, hey, dude. <clears throat> and so my manager calls me. My agent calls me and he's like, we're going to sue. And then my, they get my manager on the phone, my other agent. So I had Gosh. two agents at the time and then two managers, meaning like, you know, just part of the team. Yeah. And Barry Katz was one of the managers of one of my managers at the time. And he was like, here's the deal, Papa. He's to like, you, yeah, to everyone on the phone. He Papa. called it every, yeah, yeah. Barry calls everyone Papa. He does. Here's the deal, Papa. We can, uh, we can sue, or we can do nothing. I mean, I'll tell you, I, I don't know anything. Anyone jump in if you feel like you want to jump in, but I believe there's two types of people in this business. There are the people who work, and there are the people who sue. <laughs> Pick which one you want to be. By the way, I will say this. I will say this. That's a that's a very good thing to. It's very true. Crispin Glover, Crispin Glover, mm-hmm. sued uh, the people Robert Zemeckis, whatever, whoever did uh, Back to the Future. Yeah. He sued them, and he won a lot of money. Why did he sue them? Because they used his likeness in the second movie. 
Mm-hmm. He shot the first movie yeah, yeah. and then chose not to do the second movie, but they kept his character in and used uh, like someone portraying him, like used like they showed the back of his head yeah. and they used a clip from the other ones and you couldn't do that. And he sued and he won a lot of money. But man, he didn't work again until like Charlie's Angels. But also, he is just about as weird as it gets. He is, but man, you don't want to be like in that group of Crispin Glover and you. Yeah. And so we didn't sue. Now I'll say this, <clears throat> two years ago, I'm getting back into doing sitcoms. I'm I'm towards the tail end of my travel channel thing. And Wait, but you said so the the last the, we tried to talk about this because you said the pilot you did was in nineteen something. Yeah, nineteen ninety nine, probably two thousand. That was yeah. the last acting, acting. Last acting, and then what was happening is that was back when television st- movie stars started doing television. Mm-hmm. So all the television roles started di- drying up for guys who were work like that first generation of getting ready to start booking leading roles. Right. Like like booking the the father. Like I remember one time I went in on a uh, a tested for something at CBS and it was like it was like fucking movie stars in there. And really? I'm so blown like away. Who? I, I the only one I really can remember Name names. was Chris like Chris Kattan had just done uh just done and, but it was, he was supposed to play a father. I was like, I think he's gay. Like I think a, he's definitely not a daddy. Yeah. And, but it was like movie stars coming in. I, I, I was so blown away. There was a guy from that was in Lost. And I was like, shut the fuck up. You're testing against him. Yeah. And I'm like, I have done nothing compared to anything these guys. I've just been hosting television shows. And, and I got into a very comfortable place where hosting, I could make as much money as what they were offering to be a regular, a regular, a series, a series regular. regular. So I was like, "Fuck it, I was just as easier." Mm-hmm. And so I did that. I did that for like ten years, and then, uh, <laughs> and then, and, then uh, yeah. and now, and now we're at where we're at t- today. Like, we're I started getting back into like uh, into acting. Now, well, I started getting more develop into development deals about making my own stuff. Right. And that's what I want to do. Like, because I, I got to this place where I was like, I want to make something I want to make. I want to make something I enjoy. Right. That, I'm, that I have control over that maybe it doesn't see, maybe it doesn't see uh, seven million people a week. Maybe it only sees a quarter of a million people a week. But it's tailored. It's focused. But it's fun. And it's like, and yeah. it's like, and it's my voice and it's, and I enjoy it. It's right. about me enjoying it. It's about me writing it and, 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 uh, and shooting it and, and saying, hey, what camera are you guys using today? Like, you know, it's about all the stuff I would have never done when I was younger mm-hmm. and then going in the edit bay and learning fucking Avid or Final Cut Pro or whatever someone's using and being to the place where I can make my own shit like Louie did. Like, right. Louie is the, the paradigm for what we all want. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I'm doing this next special. I gotta, and, and, I, and, and I, I said to my business manager. You doing another special? I mean, I'm doing another special. I'm doing a special in February at the Troc. The truck. Oh, that's in. Oh, that place is great. Yeah. Duncan and I did a show there. That place was. I was. That's, that's a cool. The, so, the truck is short for Trocadero, which yeah. is a, maybe the oldest uh, venue in in the world. <laughs> I, yeah. No, no. 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 You laugh, but I'm pretty sure it's the oldest venue in the world. Are you serious? No. No. <laughs> no. I'm actually. You know. Actually. Oh, see, just just happened. You said serious. Yeah. When I oh, say yeah. are you serious, my Siri turns on, and I hate that. Um, no, I Fucking what bitch? What I what? This is where I'm at today. Philadelphia. This is, yeah. Truck. So dirty. We old. Get, we get a plan to do the truck. We get we start talking to buyers, potential buyers, mm-hmm. and we get a budget in, and the budget is astronomical. What do you mean? How much is going to cost yeah. to make it? Yeah. Why? Why does? Why do they cost so much? Astronomical. I don't know. My here's my thing. Because so then I said, I say, I say, 
I bet I could shoot it in Denver for ten grand. I bet you could. I bet I could shoot it in Denver at. I bet I go, guys. Can we just do this? Can we just let me just shoot my special and then I'm going to edit it. I'm going to show it to you. If nothing else, that's what I. That's what I want it. That's the material I'd like to do, and that's mm-hmm. how I'd like it to look. Let's if if it's if I waste ten grand doing it, I'm cool with that. And and then I'll and then we can shoot one in the truck if you want. We'll shoot one in the truck, but we got to have a buyer by then, so we can right. give this pilot this sizzle. Maybe we can get more money from it. Maybe they can see it and they'll give us more money. If I invest ten grand, maybe I can get more money out of them. Because it doesn't cost that much to do that, dude. It really it, doesn't. It you know what it, it is? Shouldn't. It's the same shit we were talking about about when they had you marketing at Fox. Yeah. It's that you you got to have like you got to you're gonna have eight executive producers on it. You're Ugh. gonna have like. Ugh. I mean, all you really need is like fucking four cameramen, one sound guy, and an editor. Mm-hmm. That, that budget's not the and big the venue. The, and the well, the venue pays for itself. Union stage hands. Like you, uh, whatever. You got to have union stage. You got to have union stage hands. You don't have union stage hands out there. I don't want to know who you are. <laughs> I'll come in there with a hammer and teach you how to dance, boy. I'll come in there and crack a toe like you ain't ever seen. I'll make a mountain out of your asshole. Next, I'm gonna be pounding on it with a hammer, a ball peen hammer, until it gets so puffy it turns into an asshole. It's like a prolapse, but it's a puff lapse. Dude, that's the second time I've heard prolapse in two days. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When was the last time you heard it? Uh, Yesterday, Andrea was in the doctor's office. (laughs) (laughs) Andrea Savage has. Yep, that's a prolapse. Has a new show coming out on True TV called called I'm Sorry, and she talked about prolapsed assholes. Ugh. Yeah, Apparently it's one of the it first things to... I learned about. Well, my dad's a colorectal surgeon, so it's something like I kind of— where, where did you grow up? Minnesota. How did you get to Florida State? Um, here's how it worked. I wanted to go to film school because I wanted to, to be a filmmaker. At least that's what I was like angling at at that time. Yeah. And I applied to all these schools, like big school. I didn't have a great GPA in high school. Uh, I applied to like all these big schools like UCLA and NYU and other schools like that to have film schools. Florida State has a film school, so I applied there. I got accepted. I didn't get accepted to the film school, <laughs> but I got accepted. So uh, I think Florida State is one of two schools I got accepted to. So I was like, guess I'm going to go to Florida State. <laughs> I just want to get the fuck out of Minnesota. Everyone wants to get the fuck out of Minnesota. Where in Minnesota? Rochester. I do not know where that it's, is. It's uh, well, you, know, you ever heard of the Mayo Clinic? Yeah. It's where the Mayo Clinic is. Oh, it's I like, love mayonnaise. Yeah, it's like southeast Minnesota, kind of by like forty minutes from Wisconsin, uh, thirty minutes from Iowa. It's in the corner. Oh, that sounds great. It's a good little town. It's about as boring as humanly possible. It's incredibly safe. It was so safe. Uh, Money Magazine. When I was in middle school or something, two years in a row, Money Magazine named it the number one place to live, which I think basically means people who have the most, the highest per capita income and the least amount of stabbings. That's basically what it means. That's that is that is a, a stat skewed to a uh, white w- white it's Protestant. <laughs> like, number one place for, to live. Probably not for Jews. <laughs> number one place to live. It's got the most whites. Yeah. There's a lot of whites here, and they've got good jobs. Yeah. If you're young and white, you're going to love it. We got a biking park. Hey, you white, get over here right now before they find out about it. We've got basketball courts that remain empty all the time. You know what I mean? Wink. <laughs> There's a prison right outside of town, and it's a really good one. We lock them up if they wink. <laughs> Come on down. Oh, I, I, I'm at this age in my life where I'm like, I start wanting to move to those cities. Really? <laughs> oh, I like, part of me is like, our friends just got broken into. 
Oh, like, yeah, that's a thing. It's a real thing in L.A. It is, but, you know, I was just in Africa for three months. What were you doing in Africa? I was making a movie. What movie? It's going to be called, I think it's going to be called Action Point, maybe Action. It's going to be called Action Point. It's about, you know that place in New Jersey, Action Park? Yeah. It's basically a movie about that. So it's a crazy, like a crazy stunt movie. Like, Are you? Wild, it's Johnny Knoxville's the main main guy, and I play like one of his, his lackeys at the park. Are you serious? Yeah. Dude, you know I had a ruptured at Tesco at Action Park. Whoa! Yeah. Dude, that's inc- wow. Yeah. That's incredible. But a borderline rupture, more of a contusion that turned into a grapefruit. I saw you do that thing just now where, you know, sometimes people get so excited that they have to be like, okay, I'm going to shut down for a second. Because I said that and you kind of were like, okay, hold on. I'm about to say this. They used to call um, it Class Action Park. They used to call it Traction Park. Yeah. They, ha- they had good- six desks there. Uh-huh. And they have, they have rides that people still die on. The Wikipedia entry for that is a laugh. It's so can, funny. It's can so I tell fucking you, funny. Yesterday I was at the park, mm-hmm. at that water park going, why don't they have a movie about water parks? So wait, why did you guys have to go to Africa to shoot it? Because you just save a ton of money. It's like also, it's they had to build from scratch this massive uh, institute. I mean, I don't know how much I can talk about at this point, but I feel like, I think I'm okay right now. When's it coming out? It comes out in March. I can't fucking wait. It's I'm going to be. That. It's going to be absolute fucking madness. Like... I mean, even I got injured on it. Not injured, like, severely or anything, but it was like, we were doing some fun, crazy shit. Really? Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, Knoxville almost killed himself a couple times. In a, really? Not almost killed himself, but he definitely went for went for gold on a couple things. Dude. Yeah. So are all the jackass guys in it? No. Um, Chris Pontius, is a, he's a major role in it. And uh, Dan Backdale from Veep, he's in it. He plays sort of like the, the villain character. And it's me. And it's um, just a young actress from the UK named um, Eleanor Worthington Cox. She plays like his, the main guy's daughter, which is Knoxville's daughter. Uh, that's a, you know. Wait, Knoxville plays a dad. Yeah, a dad. Shut up. Yeah, I yeah. mean he's he's definitely dad. Yeah, he well he's got a kid that yeah. age, but he a uh, little sidebar. Right. Uh, in right after Rolling Stone magazine, we should just tell everyone this. Uh, the, a sidebar. Uh, you want to describe a sidebar? Uh, I don't think I use the term right, but go ahead. This is a, 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 a sidebar. A sidebar is when you have a thing on the side that's at a bar. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, so when, right after Rolling Stone magazine discovered me, uh, the ESPN wanted to film some commercials, so they sent. This is just so incredible. They sent two young actors down to like shoot these crazy, insane party commercials. Right. They sent us down with a tour bus, and they're like, "Hey, uh, we're going to shoot, and then you guys can just use a tour bus and party for like a day or whatever." Mm-hmm. And so I was like, "Cool." And they sent down the two actors, and one was an actor named Johnny Knoxville. Oh. So I met Johnny Knoxville in like 1997. That's cool. Yeah, he was he was cool as shit. And then I ran into him after his all success. I ran into him one time at a at a somewhere we were eating somewhere, uh, California Chicken Cafe. It's a great place. And, and he walked up. And he was like Bert Kreischer. I was like Johnny. That's awesome. Yeah, he's the sweetest guy. He is. He's like the most generous, very sweet. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's great. It's going to be a cool movie. I can't wait. That's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. What's I, it called again? It's going to be called Action Point. Action. I'm point. pretty sure because that's you know because they had to. Well, I don't know. There's all kinds of stuff going on, but there's just obviously because. Action Park is a real place, and they can't re- they ha- can't have the same. Definitely you know, all can't this call crap. it Action Park. <laughs> but there's this idea now that maybe they can because things have some things have changed behind the scenes. I don't really know. Either way, it doesn't change the movie at all. It's going to be it's man. They be were freaked movie. out when I when I blew my testicle out. 
They were? They were freaked How did you out. Do, what, what ride did you do on? Man, they have this. The place is, I got to be honest with you, I won't shit on Action Park. It's no, fun well, as people, fuck. People loved it. It, it was, is. It was truly beloved. It's still around. It it's, is, but it's not. What do you it's mean? Not, it's not the name has changed. Yeah, and it's not the same. But it's thing. the same park, and it's the same bullshit. You can't get rid of that stuff. There's some stuff that's not there, though. Yeah, some of the stuff. Yeah. The electrocution ride, the <laughs> the ride that would flip you upside down. Yeah, that's gone. That's the one that killed everybody. Yeah. But I did the ride. This they're not moving this ride. They have a fucking, uh, uh, was it ten meter high dive there? That really? kids are jumping up. Ten minutes, thirty feet in the air. That's that is big. You could blow out your heels, and kids are just <laughs> jumping, like falling. It's Dude, they, one of the things they have is a 10-meter slide where it slides you off, and then at 10 meters you drop. Drop out. And you just drop, and it you land on your back. You drop, you land whatever way you're falling. And I landed on my testicle and blew like it. front way or back? Like, uh, one leg out, one leg down, and my testicles are what uh, hit the how water. How old were you? Uh, 43. Oh, this is recently. Yeah, this happened filming. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we were filming Birth Conquer. And so I, this is post-kids. Uh, this was like last summer. This okay. Was, yeah, this was like I, this yeah. happened just happened, and then blew my testicle out. Called Doctor Drew. I'm like, dude. You called Doctor Drew. The first person I called. I called Doctor Drew. I go, hey, you know my, him from uh, just from podcasting. Yeah. And uh, radio, and I, I just like, hey, man, uh, my testicle is uh, ballooned up. So when you say that's blown out, it's all swollen. Yeah, like uh, at the side at the time. It wasn't by the way, tear, torn. It wasn't ripped open. No, 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 no. So it, what it was, like, you know when your nuts get really cold and they kind of shrink up? Yeah. Well, that was happening, except there was one thing the size of a tennis ball Christ. on the other side. Mm. And I was like, what do I do? And he was like, go to the hospital immediately. Immediately go to the Why hospital. Why didn't you go to the hospital first and then call Dr. Drew from the hospital? Because part of, me is like, part of me is like, it doesn't hurt. It's not throbbing, but it, it's blown up. Shit. And he's like, go to the hospital immediately. Then Action Park jumped in. They were like, hold on, hold on. Because they're like, we've been down this line before. Yeah. Um, we need our people to see this. We need our. It's we need a fucking to, kid with a stethoscope. They're trying Hello, to. Hello, I'm Doctor. I'm Doctor. Hello, here. Two, two, like seventeen-year-old girls. You're kidding me. Nope. Oh. Because they work in a, they work in a fucking water park. This wasn't. Was this like a thing where like? Was this a thing where they send them in? We're gonna send you our doctor, Bird. No, they send in the people so that they don't get sued. What do you mean they send them in? They need someone to come in and observe it. They need some, they need someone two to come. 17 year old girls. Two two just kid college kids looking at your high balls. school kids who yeah. who had definitely never seen men men testicles. And we I got this all on video. It was on my show. Which show is this? Birth Conqueror on Travel. Can you see Channel. this? No, they, you can, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can find it. So on the, on, yeah, the, on YouTube? You, no, you you just got to you got to do that Sit thing. on Travel Channel for oh, so seven weeks and hope they start airing it again. That's but you how can't television. watch it on their website? Or no. On, their, on demand on iTunes with the I, I, Apple, Apple iTunes TV. Maybe. With the, with, the, uh, with the little square button, you log in. Maybe. Using your cable access ID. Uh, maybe. Direct TV, Dish Network, uh, you provide it, sign in. No? Probably not. Fuck. And uh, the look on these girls' face when they saw my testicles and junk was just like, uh, they're like you need to go to the hospital now. Honestly, when I when you said they need to send our people, and I thought you meant it was like a thing like we're gonna have these girls suck you off. <laughs> no, <laughs> like they were to not make attractive. sure you're not faking it. They were not attractive. Okay, so I thought they're like okay, send in those two honeys, send in Katie and Kim, yeah. <laughs> and we'll make sure this guy if he if he gets hard and wants to wants to run, <laughs> then he's to, lying. Then he's lying. 
We got a liar. We got a liar with a fake <laughs> testicle. <laughs> he just this is all. He, you know what, sir? You're backed up. Yeah. Oh, it was it was terrifying. Cause I was like, I was like. So you oh. go to the hospital then? Yeah, I watched an old woman die that night. What? Yeah. You watched an old woman die that night. Yeah. What I do you mean, mean? Was like, that part of the therapy? Yeah, they, they wanted you, you to make come sure. Come here, watch this. <laughs> hey, buddy, come and watch. They were. Uh, you to... She, I think she had maybe emphysema or right? it's like it was like the very tail end of whatever she had. This they, was in the ER. In the ER, they bring her in, and uh, she's her body's not. It's just she's collapsed. Um, she's off to the side and she's sobbing, crying. And saying, I don't want to die alone. And I'm sitting there with ice on my testicles in a Speedo, by the way. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. And I, I'm like, and I'm, I'm there. I'm there with her for like an hour. And she right. just doesn't. And we're in, we're not even in the waiting room. We're in the hallway in the hospital. You guys talk at all? No, I didn't no. Huh, speak to her. And she was just sobbing. And, uh, and then they bring me in the room. And I was like, is she going to be okay? And they're like, no. That's, it's, uh. She's not doing well, and we just are so backed up. We don't have a place to put her right now, and I'm just like, give her my fucking room. Let her die in dignity. And by this all building up, because my testicles won't go down, my blood pressure's through the roof. Oh, no. I'm like, you don't I'm have like, a BP issue, do you? Yeah, yeah, of course. You do have a like a— like a, Yeah, that's why I'm not partying today. Oh, what do you mean? That's why I'm not like not drinking or anything today. Why? Because so you have a— Just lower it. If I stop drinking for a day, it lowers it. Oh. Yeah, I'm pretty good. It, it, I'm very resilient. But uh, But yeah, and so— it was an interesting. Uh, I think so I got. I think I got to run. You didn't see her die, though. No, I never got to see her die. No, okay, I didn't, never got to see her didn't die. Visually, see her die. No, but I. But, but I'm certain that's what happened shortly thereafter. Got it. Yeah. You just want to go right now? Yeah, we should probably end on that. Just want to end on that. On uh, so you didn't. So just so you know, listeners, Bert did not see her die. I've never. I've only seen. I guess I've never seen anyone die. Neither have I. I've although I was in an elevator with an old man at the. Um, State of the Union address in 1991. This is a great story. What the hell are you doing there? Uh, my uncle. My <laughs> uncle got me and my best is friend. Your uncle George Bush? <laughs> no, he was like the first. He was like a really big lobbyist. Okay. And so we got me and my my best friend. Hey, hey, Bert, we're gonna send you on down here. You wanna, you know, check out. Check, let's hey, hey, Bert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not Southern. He's okay. uh, he's from the, the all lobbyists are Southern in my mind. And but he sent us to the State of the Union address, and we're in the elevator. Uh, after the State of the Union dress, and one of the senators has a heart attack. Jesus. Uh, maybe a senator, maybe a lobbyist, who knows what he did, but he had a heart attack. And he just, just. Sorry for that. And fall, collapses into the, on the floor. And they're like, and we're all in the elevator. And he's just going, like, he's going twitching. flipper. And, uh, and they're, they open the doors, they drag him out of the doors. And then we're all sitting in the elevator, and the doors are stayed open because his feet are halfway in. And we're just sitting watching this, and I'm like, oh, fuck. And then we, uh, yeah. And then we left and ran into the drug czar from the drug czar at the time was uh, was a, a politician out of Florida. I forget his name. Oh, it was probably like Rick. Uh, probably was, it, was that the guy, the current governor? That guy who looks like a fucking human skeleton. I don't like know. A piece of shit. It's not your dad, is it? Your uncle or anything? No, no. Rick Scott. Rick Scott. No, it wasn't him. He's a real trash ball. It was Gonzalez or something. Oh, what Gonzalez? Oh, whatever. So how do we end this? Well, I was going to play a song here, and I was going to let you sort of like say whatever it is that you want to say. That you know, if you want to like 
uh, talk about like a, a, a Blu-ray DVD you're really into right now. Okay. Um, maybe if you want to tell people um, to watch your Instagram story, sure, I'm sure. 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 If you want to promote me anyway, yeah. you want to give me give me some of your party. I'm gonna can we can we turn this off while I plug this in so I don't get this hot click. So is that cool already? Oh, we still got. Can we just turn that down so I don't get the hot <laughs> click? All right, okay, we're in now, so we can re we can re up that. So because I don't I don't want that hot pop. No one wants that hot pop, right? Right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever you want to say. This is a song called "Little Wings" by Mark Gormley. It's featured on the. Do you want me to sing it? Un- yeah, you want to. You know this yeah. song? No, but I. It's just instrumental, right? It's not. It's a guy. I'll just keep restarting it, though. That's what I like to do. <laughs> Little bird. <laughs> Bert's a big guy. He lives in a house with his wife and two children. And two dogs and a cat. Does the cat get along with the dogs? No, sometimes they bully the cat. Have they ever been in a fight that caused blood to come out and spurt? I've got knocked unconscious before. Why? Because I sang a song about some guy's girlfriend and he didn't like it. Where was this? At Florida State oh on Tennessee Street. Oh, this was back when you were in college. <laughs> back when I you were in <laughs> Tell this guy to send this song in without his lyrics. <laughs> well, this isn't a listener one. This isn't sent oh, this in. this is good. But listeners, I would like you to please send me a... Send, send me some kind of a goddamn wistful uh, guitar melody like this. Okay. I like the time, traveler's wife. I That's like, right, you do. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> I've never seen her, I'm gonna see it just for you. Bing, playing, I'll say thank you. I'm gonna see it just for you. Thanks, Thanks Bert. Thank you, Johnny. Good to see you. I'll see you again soon. I love you. We'll meet again. It's gonna be a great time. We'll meet again. Love you too. I, all I can think is what's creepier. To ask your wife to have sex with his voice enhancer or a wig on. <laughs> Why not ask? Why not just do both? <laughs> Live to tape. Bye. They make the morning light. Oh, little wings in flight. Feral audio.